Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'll see Batman and Beyond. You're a fucking yeah. monster. Because I'm so drunk and shit. Greetings, <laughs> Cool Boy Nation. Or should I say, Cool Boy Bat Nation. And welcome to a special installment of Batman and Beyond. And and uh, what makes this special? Woo-woo. Is it? You're supposed to say woo woo, by the way, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Innocent Ballard. That's right, motherfuckers. I'm innocent. What does innocent. that mean? I'm innocent because is that your? I motherfucking like, never uh... had to go to trial. I almost went to trial. Yeah, that's right. I, I was embarrassingly raped allegedly whoa, by those cops whoa. on air, as you heard in the that last episode of, of uh, Batman and Beyond. And because you know. I was uh, live on air, and the officers didn't know that when they were beating on me, uh, allegedly, right? Uh, so I can't get into too much of this because I think it's still kind of, you know, in works legally. But um, I am free at last. So <laughs> I'm innocent. So what exactly were you charged with? I was charged with nothing in the end because— Well, no. no but I mean, well, what were you charged with in the beginning? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm Why not a lawyer. Go, what did you go to jail for? Why? I, dude, I am not a lawyer. I don't know. So you don't I'm know innocent. what your charges were for? I don't know. I was innocent the whole time. I didn't do anything wrong. Well, they're accusing you of something. I don't know what they're accusing me of. I was, I was just, never, I have never no idea. once you didn't ask, why am I here? What, what did nope. you put me here for? I was told by uh, a friend of mine to keep my mouth shut. And so I didn't ask any questions. Oh my gosh. So, but the, they didn't tell you that like. We're sitting in and jail. I never cried either, honestly, Steve. I never cried. So they just uh, arrested you. Just that so that's night. clear. You I don't like know. You were crying uh, that they night that you were being arrested, or is that the baby? I was not crying. I was that was that was warrior cries, <laughs> and that was like you know to like get your adrenaline up because you know obviously I did not cry, Steve. It sounded like all it. right. How much of the – by the way, um, how much of that actually aired? I'm not really sure. I haven't listened to the last episode. Well, it's pretty intense. And I would it really? say it's been a while. There, there either was a baby present on your side. What? Or... <laughs> you know, there's that was not my baby, dude. That <laughs> was not my baby. Turkey, I honestly, or you were a baby. I cannot talk about this. My lawyers told me that I shouldn't get into details, honestly, of my arrest or of the proceedings afterwards. So, but mm. I do have new representation because, um, thank you, no thank you, Steve. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. Um, what does your representation say you're being charged with? Well, the, okay. Well, for, well, most of my new representation speaks Spanish, so I don't really understand it. Oh, really? Um, but the, the what I what I gathered most from it was that I was a okay. Uh-huh. Uh It was muy bueno moving forward. Okay, and um, I think a few of the eyewitnesses or a few of the key witnesses, you know, left like went missing or something, ran away. Or, Is that what know, they told but, you? That's what they told me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it turns out it's actually uh, great to have friends in, uh, you know, low places, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. And you're? What? Uh, oh, uh, I'm Steve. 
Uh. Uh. Yeah, so I I, cool. I don't have a script anymore. You never have a script, big guy. Well, this is unscripted. Well, this is a special episode, and I don't think we've said why it's a special episode. It's a special episode because tonight's episode is a movie. Movie night. Get out your popcorn. It's movie night. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Tonight's episode is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Woo woo. Directed by Eric Radomski oh. and Bruce Tim. <laughs> Not yeah, too I bad. Know. Yeah. I, Not too shabby. You give him a little bit of love. Yeah, of course. Well, he's someone. He's someone involved, I think. But now he's not Eric Radomski. Mm-hmm. Written by, or should I say, screenplay by Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, Martin Pasco, and Michael Reeves. But the story is by Alan Burnett. It has a lot of people, and I think there was also like a bunch of like sequence directors on top of uh, Radomski and Bruce Tim. I'm sure. I'm absolutely. Yeah, that totally makes sense, right? I mean, there would be. Uh, this movie was released on December 25th, 1993, running time 76 minutes, of a budget $6 million, but a box office of $5.8 million. And even in the 90s, I still think it was at least, at the bare minimum, you wanted at least double your budget to actually make a profit. So this movie was seen, unfortunately, as a failure. Yeah, it became a cult hit. It did, later, and the creators blamed the marketing uh, team, the marketing department, for fucking up this movie, saying that they should have pushed this movie a lot harder, and that they didn't push it at all. I do recall a few things that I got from this film, like toys. I feel like it was something at McDonald's, maybe? I saw it, I remember, I thought around, wait, when was the release date? Because I thought I saw it around Christmas time. I saw this on VHS when it was eventually released. What was the release date again? That did you you just read it, didn't you? Yeah, it was December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. So it was Christmas. Yeah, I remember seeing it with my friends on Christmas. It was like a so big you deal. saw it, you saw it Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you saw it opening day. Nice. And it was it was a big deal amongst my group of friends, and we were all really excited. And all came out. Spoiler alert! Really happy. Oh, the spoiler alert is that you're really happy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we that yeah that was a good that was a good memory. Memories. Good. And the villains of this movie are the Joker, I guess Phantasm, and then mm-hmm. uh, maybe the three uh, other mob bosses. What, what were their names? It was um, Valentino. I uh, Buzz Bronski. Um, Chucky Saul. They just they just get murdered. The only one Salvatore Valestra. Yeah, Valestra. That's the only one that is a somewhat of a maybe a, another villain, but I don't even think so. Yeah, they're not really. It's it's really it's it's the it's Joker. The Joker. It's the real yeah. villain of this one. Yeah. Joker and funny and enough, fantastic. they wanted to clearly they they wanted to stay clear of having any rogues from the TV show be in this, and they wanted this story to be very isolated, very standalone, very one shotty, kind of like the Killing Joke was originally. And um, and they end up going with the Joker, <laughs> which is great. Well, you know, at the beginning of this, I immediately know that this is a bigger budget production. It starts off with 3D animation of Gotham City. I liked it. It got me excited. 
It did. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, they added lyrics all of a sudden into the uh, opening theme. But I looked into this, and all those vocals, Steve, it's apparently people doing the major Warner Brothers players, like the staff members or whatever. Uh, they're just reading their names backwards. Huh. I did not know that when I was watching this. I actually went looking into this. I'm like, I, I actually looked into it. And I was like, what are the Latin lyrics that are you know being said for Batman Mask of the Phantasm at the beginning? And I was actually kind of disappointed. I was, was more just, just mesmerized by this uh, CGI CG 3D uh, version of Gotham City. I thought it, it still looks good. It holds up to me. Uh, like you're the man bat either. flying around. Yeah, it looks nice. You're Batman just zipping around. It totally feels uh, Aaron Radomski. It's so black and dark. Yeah, but this is definitely not Eric Radomski uh, because he would have done painting on black paper. Well, I think they're mimicking CGI. it. Yeah. yeah. But the, the movie has a lot of, you know, still two-dimensional hand-drawn shit. Oh, it's for awesome. sure. Boom. There you go, Steve. That's Eric Radomski, that, that, that amazing matte painting. Um, this is incredible. After our animated opening title cards, we're finally there. Full animated opening title cards like you mentioned. You know, and we have our first theatrically released animated Batman film starting off with incredible violence. Mm-hmm. We have hired goons getting fucking beat to shit. You, the very first one gets socked in the face, and there's no flash white frame. There's no cutaway. You just see him get hit in the face, and then his face, like, animated. Yeah. No, I, I think um, even later on, you know, they start showing blood. They do. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, because it's uh, a movie, I think they really, yeah, obviously didn't have to worry about the standards and practices. Um, well, they had to worry about the MPAA, and the MPAA can even be even more, you know, uh, uh, difficult to work with at times because they don't yeah. have standards. They have no standards written out whatsoever. I guess in terms of just uh, them having uh, – <clears throat> there's, so, there's always, like, been death and whatnot in kids' movies, I guess. Uh, for sure, especially yeah, like 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 Oliver and Company mm -hmm. when it ends with the guy getting like like essentially driving into a train at full speed. They just don't like you know sex, you know. So there's I don't know. I, I would just think yeah, that they, they don't like sex coming from the man watching the movie with two hardcore sex scenes in it. This Mask one? of the Phantasm has sex scenes in it. By the way, this movie was was PG. Steve, the movie we were watching is PG. Uh huh. It was, it was not PG thirteen. And it's PG for animated violence, no sexual anything. And what was the animated sex? I don't, I don't remember having. Well, it's you know, it's like it's you sex. It's alluded to. Oh, it's alluded to. It is alluded to. Point that out to me because I don't remember making a note of that. I mean, Joker like calls Andrea the spawn of her father's loins. I mean, that's pretty sexy, if you ask me. That's what? sexy talk. That's sexy talk. That's not. Yeah, Andrea and Bruce kiss passionately in their bedroom, you know, or in, in Bruce's bedroom, and it is implied they spent the night together as the next morning Andrea is still at Wayne Mansion well, yeah, but sitting outside of Bruce's room Joker wearing different clothes. Her... She's wearing different clothes That's the, than the night before, You're talking about two Steve. different things right now. She's wearing Bruce's shirt. You're talking about Bruce's two different shirt. things. What am I talking about? You said the Joker saying... I'm I'm listing. I'm listing. Oh, you listing? Well, the first I'm one... I'm listing. You should have started off with the... The second one, because the second one's a lot stronger in terms of. Uh, Are you kidding me? Her, her, like second flashback, they fuck like crazy, and like their second flashback. Yeah, I'm, not mistaken. I'm saying that you're you started off with it on a bad foot. The Joker example wasn't a good one, but your second one was a good example. 
No, it's the first flashback they have hardcore sex. Yeah, and and then it's like the third flashback like they have hardcore sex. I, we're not. I, I'm not coming across correctly. But anyways, no, the fourth. It's the first. First, it's the first <laughs> so flashback they have hardcore sex, and the fourth flashback they have hardcore sex. Plus, Joker saying things like, you know. What did I say, Steve? The Just fruit, your, the fruit pain. of his own lo- loins. Andrea is the spawn of her father's loins. That's not That's sexy. It's pretty sexy. I don't understand what that, how that's sexy. I, that's how I get that's, – that's foreplay that's in my house. That's just calling somebody a, a, their daughter, isn't that – I'm I'm just like when my wife and I hang out, uh-huh. you know, when when we're around each other, when she's like, you know, not upset with me because I'm breaking the law or something, like, you know, I I like we're in bed at night, it's getting romantic, and I'm like, babe, let's spawn something from your, you know, from my loins, and she's just like, like everything gets hot from there on. All right, you're telling me you don't drop that line at, at night with your wife? <laughs> you're telling me you don't drop that line at night with your wife, Steve? <laughs> Stop laughing, Steve. Ah, uh, ah, uh, make me sick with all this laughter. Steve, answer the question. Stop laughing. Did you see the? Oh, you're gonna change the topic once you finish laughing. So it's sounded obvious almost, from the start that this guy's a slide like ball, right? <laughs> it sounded like you stopped laughing now, like in the edit. <laughs> and now he's coughing. It's obvious that no. Now he's laughing some more. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how Bruce is being, uh, you know, oogled by like three different women. You would you <laughs> ah, toxic masculinity over here? <laughs> Disgusting. And what's up with the? What's up, it, why does she have black eyes? That's kind of weird. Um, I don't. I don't judge. Apparently, you do. What do you? Beauty think? is beauty. What do you think? That's just an error, or? No, I think that's. I think that was the style back then. Um, All black eyes. <laughs> Those types of ladies were so in vogue, Steve. Why did Why did Andrea start off by throwing wine in his face? That wasn't Andrea, was it? I thought it was. I honestly don't know. I always thought that was a random, because Andrea wasn't supposed to be in town yet. I thought. Oh yeah, you're right. She looks really familiar. Like she just, Andrew. yeah, she was, and I thought she had a slightly different voice. So one of the things we missed because we just like you know aren't paying attention to anything is that you know we also had Chucky Saul die in a car crash that was forty stories up from the fucking street. Like that's crazy, and the phantasm was responsible. Oh yeah, I'm not entirely sure how. I just, I I don't know how the phantasm also does that little disappearing trick. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And, that's like beyond ninja. And she I mean. is like super fast too. Like they didn't really super fast go into that. So did she just trick Chucky Soul to essentially drive off the edge? Is that what she did? I think so. So the phantasm is obviously She's not uh, a boy, even though it's the voice of Stacy Keach, who also played uh, Carl Beaumont. It's Andrea Beaumont is the phantasm, and it's played by the voice of Dana Delaney, and she is the future. Lois Lane. Wow. This is her first uh, inc- inclusion into the uh, One thing I wanted to know, Tim Verse, instead of your uh, inane trivia, is uh, I like these flashbacks because it starts off. My trivia is not inane. Uh, you know, it's very bright. How dare you? I like how. That is what people call in. Most letters write in, say, Ballard, 
Thank you for the inane uh, trivia. Come on. Come and then on. I write back to them, it is not inane. Uh, uh, okay, so. <laughs> but I appreciate your gratitude. So, you know, I like the first flashback. I like... Uh, I love the first flashback. I love it. I, I like You like how, it? You like it? Yeah. I love it. And I like uh, I like how I it's, like, brighter. It. You know, they show I like it. It's, it like, almost like the, the world is a different view because he's... Younger, I actually like you know? it more than you. And he isn't, and he isn't Batman yet, and the and it's not this dark, you know, world that he's living in. Um, I cannot stand your inane trivia <laughs> about this first flashback, but I like it more than you. But, I in fact love it. But um, I like that it's like a it's like a year one Batman. Yeah, exactly. Like that was one of the things that we were saying earlier when we were uh, talking about other episodes that. The show was uh, on missing. Leather Wings. You being the first episode of the season of season one on Leather Wings that we were missing uh, a little bit of Batman's origins. Like that was nice to see Robin's origins, uh, having him like start out, and, and that you know that was something that I think this movie kind of fleshes out a little bit. And it's it always fun when they kind of uh, do that. At least for me, I always enjoy seeing. And it, like, it's nice to see him when he's sloppy, and he's a little bit. More, he's excited when he like you know beats on some guys and stuff. It's a. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought that's just like. A, uh, it's a, interesting. Interestingly, um, uh-huh. uh, more interestingly, I would say, actually, <laughs> is that uh, Wikipedia says that this is really based off a of year two, but I I actually drew more connections to year one. Well, it's before – it's like he's just figuring out his uh, Batcave and costume. Well, there's direct, like, visual connections to year one. Yeah, I feel like that that's more year one than, than – And on top of the fact that the outfit he wears on his first uh, act as Batman is not a Bat costume. It's like, you know, yeah, just a mask. hoodie – or not a hoodie. It's, um, it's a ski mask, yeah. right? And that's, like, what he does in year one. And then on top of that, one of the great things about On Leather Wings – is that it has this homage to year one and and that Batman's in a warehouse that gets raided by the cops. And what we see later in this movie even is that Batman is essentially attacked by the cops. He gets into like a warehouse, like a rooftop warehouse, and he gets raided by the cops again there, and it's bad. construction zone. And construction zone, yeah. And like what is very similar to year one and what ties it to year one for me is is that it's a raid by the cops, Avi, but it's the fact that Batman gets fucked up up in the process and both times on leather wings in year one and also in mask of phantasm barely gets away but during this time that you're talking about that he's getting (laughs) assaulted by the police that's in present day time when they think that he's murdering all these mobsters so it's not really the flashback time when when it's like this excuse me no 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 that's that, that that's later but uh um uh, so it, these wait, flashbacks that... remind me of of year one and him developing like where they discover the back cave. No, it's not present day. It was the fourth flashback when he gets attacked by the uh, uh, the when cops, he escapes no, from no. him. No, it's after. Wait, th- th- that's like uh, he just. Oh, I'm you're right. Sure you're right. That that was uh, present day. You're right. During... That, you're right. You're right. That was present day. It's not a flashback. He's they, they That's like when the Artie or whatever his name is. Does the full on assault because he's the one that you know uh, Joker basically tells mm-hmm. him you gotta get rid of yeah. that you know and and uh, I love that in this flashback you got Bullock right that's uh-huh, great yeah. like you got Bullock as officer rather than a detective mm-hmm. I think they've showed him before I like those moments uniform they have I think you're right yeah. I think they have and I like that callback like that's like this like you know you're you're seeing the uh, the history of Gotham in this way and mm-hmm. especially in Batman's world like his community for sure. 
they do a good job of that of a lot of tiny callbacks good continuity and also what's kind of fun about this first flashback is uh, Andrea Andrea I can't remember what her name was Andrea or Andrea she shows Andrea. Bruce what real jiu-jitsu is and uh, and and like that's when the flashback ends with that hardcore sex scene that like is so hot <laughs> and like makes me really sweaty um, but uh, Bruce is like saying he's like doing jiu-jitsu and he's not doing jiu-jitsu. It looks like fucking karate or some shit. Uh-huh. Jiu-jitsu is rolling on the ground. It's like grappling. Like, I, I've never done jiu-jitsu, but I used to work with an MMA uh, uh, event coordinator company, whatever, UFC. And so I know a little bit, like, of, of, the, of the styles. And uh-huh. I'm, like, watching this, and Bruce is like, I do jiu-jitsu. It's like, dude, that's not jiu-jitsu. And then Andrea, like, comes in and shows Bruce what jiu-jitsu is. Hey, have you read these headlines? So this was what really the weird. So, so I paused it. And that newspaper was really strange. So it had some interesting headlines. One was, it says, Mysterious Vigilante Repels Bandits. And it says, Radomsky to press. I'm innocent. And then then the actual text of the newspaper was this weird Uh text that was, like, about EPA standards and teaching in elementary school. Was that really? Yeah. It, like, had nothing to do with anything. And it was like. I love that shit. Um, I I didn't pause it for this. Um, funny, but I usually pause I know, it for I articles. But I yeah, did. I usually do because I, I love don't. that shit. Yeah, it's great because sometimes you do you read the most random things, and sometimes you see the shit and you're like, oh my god, you really wrote this in. Like you actually had like some poor sap <laughs> had to sit there, there and, and write a this. fake article. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that sucks. Exactly. That sucks. But uh, that's great. Thanks for doing that, Steve. I totally missed that on this one. Not a problem. I like the Radomski to press. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Exactly. I'm innocent. <laughs> oh, I love both it of you. More. Both of you. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. That's right. That, you know what? And the great thing in the end, I didn't need you, Steve. Uh, I didn't need you to save me. Well, you know I what? I didn't need you to save me. I got my own agency. I'll take uh, a little finder's fee for uh, throwing you that way. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't even like find the person. Like, oh, they found like, you. They found they can't yeah they were they were provided to me by like the, by my friends down in the, I, I I can't like I can't say the country uh Valverde we're gonna say Valverde again um uh, the, until this is these off. people don't speak English and they provided mm-hmm. it, you the representation and the witnesses went on a vacation that's why your case was dismissed. They didn't go on a vacation. I, would, I mean, I don't think anybody said they were going on a vacation. Uh, what happened to the that. witnesses? They disappeared? I, I'm not really sure. I, I don't speak Spanish, but it sounded like the the little bit I was able to gather, I mean, I guess they left or something. Uh, all right. Well, I'm not your attorney, so – or and or your friend. <laughs> You're not my friend? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What are you talking about, asshole? In the middle of this episode, I'm watching this fucking Batman movie, and all of a sudden you just drop. I mean, you're not my friend anymore? Holy shit. What the fuck? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But That's not a funny joke. That's not a funny joke. Uh, I thought it was funny. I kinda, <laughs> you didn't let I me t- finish what I was going to say. It's, it's fucking hard. Oh, man. It's a lot of stress. I spent a few nights in county, <laughs> and it was hard. Oh man! And well, you know, you, you when you have an amazing ass <laughs> like me, like it was tough. Yeah, it was soft. Oh my! And they were hard. What? 
I don't know where this is going, but I think we need to go back and steer ourselves to what's going on on the, on the TV show. But I'm so straight. I like... Uh, I'm straight. I'm a straight man. So, uh, um... Oh, my God, Steve. This scene that we're watching right now is when Buzz Bronski dies. And I love this scene so much because he's crushed by a tombstone. But here's the best part. he it, It's so bad, his death, his crushing by tombstone, that the hired goons that run up to check on him, okay, they've probably enacted unspeakable atrocities, Steve. Right on 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 people who work small businesses in downtown Gotham, they probably killed these people, beat them with bats, blew them up, tortured them, this isn't covered just them in a gas, tombstone. This is a giant fire. statue. Right, but but these goons, they show up. They're so horrified by what they see from the tombstone falling on Bronski that they cover their faces and turn away and cry out oh man <laughs> i would too look at that statue that thing is freaking huge yeah, i don't even yeah. think that's a tombstone by the way have you ever heard of the band bronski beat no i love their hit single small town boy i really do it's fucking a great song and i was thinking to myself could small town boy like actually apply to this like to this scene in this episode this movie and okay let's look at the lyrics right to your soul to your soul cry 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 right away i was like dude that totally explains what happened to buzz bronski he died in his and you cry when you die right so you leave in the morning with everything you own in a little black case alone on a platform the wind and the rain on a sad and lonely face Buzz Bronski probably, you know, left that morning with everything he owned in a little black suitcase. You know, he's on a train platform, and, like, there was wind and rain on his sad little lonely face. I, I imagine, have no right? idea what you're talking about. I started watching right? the show. The <laughs> next the next lyrics, Steve. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Mother I don't will never wanna... understand why you had to oh, leave. Oh, God. But the answer you, know, you seek will never what be I found d- at home. No. This, this all matches up perfectly with this movie. I think I found something here. Yeah, you did. I think I did it. I did it. All right. <laughs> then repeat. Are you going through all the lyrics or are you done? Original content. <laughs> Original content. <laughs> Dude, you can't connect Bronski beat to Buzz Bronski and Batman and the Mask of the Phantasm anywhere else. Cool boy. Name. Whoever's listening. What are you I'm talking sorry. about? <laughs> You're going crazy. Yeah. Do we need to pause it for a second? What are you, you're babbling. You're babbling. You're babbling. Like a I'm creep. talking to Cool Boy Nation. I'm talking to Cool Boy Nation right now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is part I'm of Steve's plan where he kept me drinking. Steve forced me to drink a bottle of wine before this episode. It's not fair. And he keeps forcing it down my throat. Please stop him. Drink it. Right in. Right in. Batman and Beyond Podcast. Cool Boys. At Gmail. I don't know what our, our email is. Smash that like button. You know what and I was subscribe. excited for in this movie was the representation of the World's Fair. That was fun. You were excited about that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, because I always wanted to go to a World's Fair, it, it, and I I think it's because I, of this movie. Um, I always wanted to go to the World's Fair after I saw that episode of Simpsons where Bart <laughs> goes to the World's Fair with his friends Nelson, Milhouse, and Martin. So, do they not have a World's Fair anymore? Like, 
what what happened? What happened to that? Um, I think we understood that was stupid. And what? We moved on. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's stupid. No, it's not. It's a getting excited for new technology. World's and... fairs are stupid. You stupid. You, 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 you stupid. What's nine plus ten? You stupid. You, 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 you stupid. What's nine plus ten? You stupid. You, 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 you stupid. Okay. Uh, here's what happened to World's Fairs. They all got condensed into. Or actually, they all got homogenized into separate corporate events where each corporation releases their own keynote, right? And that's all it is in the end. No. I mean, you get four a year from Apple. You get four World's Fairs from Apple a year. You get a World's Fair from Comic-Con like three or four times a year, depending on how many you actually attribute to being like official, legit Comic-Cons. I think most people consider what Chicago, New York, and Avi, Avi San Diego. You obvi that. Avi, uh, are we in the second flashback yet? I hope so, because that's where. Oh yeah, we're in it right is. now. We just get into it right now. All right, so I like the second flashback. Look at that nice blue sky. It is second flashback has essentially a red Batmobile, and it's the inspiration for things to come. Never mind, it was Earl Cooper's design all along. <laughs> like I love that they're just like totally retconning that Earl Cooper like figured out the Batmobile like that. You know, Bruce. I don't know. Came up he with saw it, it, he saw it, and then one. he told Earl to make it. That's what happened. You know? Yeah, Earl, do it like this red, super sweet red car I saw when I was a boy at the World's Fair. At mm -hmm. the World's Fair with my favorite girl around my arm, and we were sucking on soda pop and eating the cotton candy, and and I shoved exactly. bottle cakes out my. And then he was like, "Okay, let me go over to the World's Fair and check it out," because I. Because World's Fairs are the tits, bitch! Yeah, I mean, that's how you figure out who, to be Batman. Dude, all I know is back in the day in the 50s, if I was, like, taking girls to the World's Fair, I would, I would, I've been, like, I would be getting consent first, and then I'd be fingering bitches like crazy. Whoa! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Just straight there, right? All right. <laughs> Shut wow. up, Steve! Steve, you were the finger master, remember in college? All the women you fingered? <laughs> I don't remember. I do. <laughs> I, was I, like, uh, drunk? <laughs> was this during my drunk phase where I don't remember Oh, anything? yeah. This was definitely during your drunk phase. All the women lined up on the ping pong table, and you <laughs> literally this fingered is a them gross all, picture and picture. you called it pussy pong. Like, all right, this is too much. Look at those blue skies in the background. Pussy I, I really pong. like how it, just, oh, You on. called it pussy pong. <laughs> oh, <God>. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like me. Dude, I'm just so happy I'm innocent and not in jail anymore. Mm -hmm. totally. You don't understand. Life just tastes so much sweeter. I wake up in the air, so dewy sweet, honey dewy sweet. And it's like I eat melon a lot more. It's really nice. I like melon. <laughs> And is that something for the that most you part, I started Tristan? gardening. I garden a little bit. I garden mostly. What are you gardening? Tomatoes, peppers. What kind, <clears throat> what kind of tomatoes mint, are you growing? Potatoes. What kind of what kind of peppers and tomatoes? Yolo Wonder peppers, delicious. Um, I I've been I've been doing some brandy wine and some early girls for the tomatoes, 
And then, oh, dude, don't get me started on Wild Mint. I love me some Wild Mint. I've been growing some yarrow and some, um, oh, dude, uh, fucking, what's it called? Uh, burdock root. Oh, that's so good. So. And of course, I've got my succulent garden going. It's so It's badass. like so obvious from the beginning that Andrea is the mask, right? Not for me. When I first saw this, I mean, yeah, now I guess, but like I mean, when I originally saw this, okay, when I originally saw this, I was blown away. Well, not yeah, I was eleven when I first saw this, so I was not as perceptive as I am now. But I mean, watching it now, it's pretty obvious. I feel it's like. it's a little bit heavy-handed now, yeah. Um, but what's not obvious, Steve? Is that when you're in the second flashback, that literally you get your first shot of a pre-Joker Jack Napier in the oh, car, yeah. and you have no clue. That's a twist I did not see. So when I saw this as a kid, I obviously remembered, oh, yeah, the girl is is the phantasm when I re- finished it, right? And so then when I rewatched it later in my years, I remembered that twist. I did not remember that Jack Napier is essentially shown in pre-Joker form. Oh, yeah, I forgot that too. That's badass. That's a good twist. In the flashback too, that you get when you get you get literally Chucky Saul, you get Buzz Bronski, you get Jack Napier, and then you also get Salvatore Valestra. You get him as Abe Vigoda, but you get young Abe Vigoda voice, right? Abe Vigoda doing a young voice, and then you get him later doing Abe Vigoda doing the old voice. Uh huh. And that's badass. I love fucking Abe Vigoda. Not for just because of Godfather. Because of Conan O'Brien. Uh, yeah, totally because of Conan O'Brien, but also because I was walking through Central Park. And I was with my older brother, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, walking, and I see this old man on a bench, and I look at him. He has the biggest fucking ears ever. He's bald, and he's super Italian-looking, and I'm like, holy shit, it's a Vigoda. And I look at my older brother, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a Vigoda. And my older brother goes, who? And I was just like, nice. <laughs> like, you know, win in life. That was it. I moved on. We just moved on. didn't matter. Oh, you didn't say hi? No, I didn't say hi. Oh. I just figured... He was old and dying. Oof. He actually died like three years ago. Two years yeah, ago? Three years ago? Pretty recently. Yeah. He used to appear on um, Conan O'Brien a lot. That's why. He did. He was like a running bit. I love Conan. I think it's kind of cool in the second flashback that Bruce ends up beating up a bunch of street toughs. They were like so uh, West Side Story, or like so, it seems like so classic, like fifties thugs. The guy with his black uh, leather jacket. Yeah, and they like cut Bruce too. They didn't bleed him, but they cut his like sweater yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I like how Bruce is just like psychotic. He's just pleading to this gravestone. Let me go! Let me go! You know, it's like, uh, all right. He guy. is. You're, you're totally right. He is, and the and it's so. It's so smart, and it goes to, like, the layers the show has that we are essentially at episode 66, and episode 66 is a massive hour and 16-minute episode that gets into, like, some real drama, real violence, real issues, real world problems, and Bruce is, like, shows that, like, if he did not become Batman and figure out some way of therapy, which I guess Batman for him is the therapy he needs— he would have gone fucking crazy. He was like on the brink. That's what I mean. That's what this really kind of shows right there, right? I mean, with him screaming out, with him just like picking fights with these, you know, these these these. He has a death wish. 
Yeah, absolutely. Total death wish. Yeah. And then he goes home and he starts sketching out some costume ideas or something, right? He's like, doo, 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 doo. Uh, what is it? I don't know. No! And he crosses it out. I can't be a superhero. I like that kind of stuff. But it didn't tie it in enough to Grey Ghost. And having rewatched this and analyzed the show with you, and some of it with Felk, I kind of wish that it was tied into Grey Ghost more. Yeah. You know, a lot of times movies that are based on animated TV series are like, like you've said before, like self-contained or within their own sort of, you know, they don't affect each other. Uh, A lot of anime, at least they'll have like spinoff movies. They'll use the same characters, but they'll go off to some other place and, uh, you know, all this stuff will happen. It'll show something that happened in their past Mm -hmm. and then it'll never be mentioned again, you know, like they won't talk about it. And, that's kind of like, you know, what... Or the movie is essentially a massive season finale to a show that you never watched. Like, Evangelion, like, I've watched the movies and I love them, <laughs> but, I, but clearly I'm missing a whole bunch of storyline. I can't <laughs> believe you've watched the movies and not the... Uh, the show? show. Yeah. I love crazy. the movies. I love them, but I'm like, when I watch the movies, I'm like, clearly I'm watching a season finale. Because <laughs> I don't know who the fuck these people are, but they do a fairly good job of connecting you to characters. Not a great job, but a fairly good job. It's but it, the reason they did the movies was because Evangelion. I mean, mostly I mean, was I'm because the show like ended in this really weird way because they basically like, ran out of money. And ten years earlier, twenty years earlier too, right? Like the show ended like way before the movies came out. Which movies are you talking about? There's the multiple movies. There's like the mo- um, I'm talking about the movies that came out. I think in 2011, and then after that. Okay, like so that. those are reboot movies. Right, but there, they're, yes, there they're, was they're the, the same creator, the same showrunner making movies, rebooting the story. So that uh, one, from a more condensed version. That one is following, yeah, the anime, but there it, there was movies that came out in like the 90s or the early 2000s. That 2000s, w- I think, because the 90s was the show. That was well, – I'm not sure, like, date-wise, because there's a Japanese release, an American release, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But the – Speaking of Evangelion, do you like it? Me? Generally? Um, I, I think it's a little overrated, but it's a good show. I liked it. I have only seen the three movies, you need- just so we're clear. Uh, okay. I've only seen those three, the three films that were released as reboots, and I liked them. Yeah, I, you should watch the show. It's on Netflix. Let's get back to our, what we're here for, Steve, which is Batman, Mask of Phantasm. So the third flashback, we see Andrea, except that, you know, she wants to marry Bruce, his proposal. Uh, the third flashback, we see Andrea accept and deny Bruce's proposal, causing him to become fucking crazy, the Dark Knight. Wait, right? wait, wait. Before he – when they do the proposal, the bats leave the cave very, very, very they uh, hate it. symbolic. A little, little too heavy handed. If you, if I no, I love it. I think you, I, I, give me more bats. He was looking for a sign, and that came. They were like, "What the fuck?" I wanted more flashbacks where he went out to dinner with Andrea, and like, and he'd get a burger, and he'd open it up, and there'd be like a dead bat in there, and he'd be like, "What is this, Alfred?" You know. <laughs> No, like at the <laughs> restaurant. He'd be like, waiter, what is this bat doing in my burger? And the, the waiter would be like, I am sorry, sir. There are so many bats in the kitchen. I cannot, we cannot help it, you know? I like that um, the Joker's hideout in this movie 
Joker's is, hideout is, is what? the World's Fair. That's like it's an amusement know. park. It's essentially an amusement park, abandoned amusement no, park. No, it's the again. World's Fair. I know, but it's essentially an abandoned amusement park again. Yeah, but I it's a it. nice callback to have for the flashbacks to have him have Bruce see it all nice and like he, you know, it's these they memories. need. Okay, here's what the next mayor or the next person running for mayor needs to run on. And Cleaning Gotham. up the city. Let's tear up. <laughs> let's tear down all of these abandoned amusement yeah. parks and world's fairs. Mm. All of these abandoned carnivals uh, we leave around town. Nope. Let's tear them down. All the villains because would just kill them. <laughs> yeah, really. In like, no, any, any casino named Double This or Twin That. For Two Face, like anything that is that applies to, like you know, all of the aviaries, tear them down because of penguin. All the greenhouses, tear them down because of poison ivy. Just anything associated with a villain. All of the pottery barns torn down because of Clayface. Like you just everything, get rid of it all. Yeah, that you wouldn't last a minute, but. Uh... I wouldn't last a minute. What? I'm not running, but the governor or the mayor running. Oh uh, yeah, win. he wouldn't last a minute. So I like that the real Joker, the real Joker here, he is so sinister. He's more sinister than ever. He fucking kills Valestra, Sal- Salvatore Valestra, and then leaves his corpse as a booby trap for the phantasm before blowing Salvatore to smithereens along with the entire apartment building and I mean, house. That's real Joker. That's some harsh shit. Dude, that's Joker's why he's badass. Yeah, you know, he's he uh, basically – outsmarts most of the people in this uh, movie. He's actually a great villain. I'm happy that they brought him in because he is the villain that comes in, I think, around the second act. Yeah, it's the second act, and it's just like, wow. Thank God. He is just yeah, tearing it's starting it up to, It this actually movie. was starting a little bit of a lull, and then when they bring in Joker mm-hmm. to have the final act of, uh, you know, it did, it did make it uh, more fun. I like at the moment when you see the Joker sees red is when he decides he's going to kill Sal. I, I love how they did that. Yeah. So, Steve, I did not see this in theaters, and I doubt you remember this, but in case you do, I was thinking this when I saw this scene at home. Did the theater light up in red? I don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I should just pretend. Do you want me to just be like, oh, yeah. They yeah, actually like, had lights, like and, and they turned the lights did it up. Really? Yeah. Are you lying right now, or did it really? I, now that I think about it. It did. It did? Yeah. It did? Yeah. It did? Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> did it really? It did. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, yeah. You know, what's really cool is, um, you know, when the Joker basically figures out who that it's not Batman that's killing everybody, he sets up. So. Yeah. He's a detective, too. And uh, that I thought that was interesting that they kind of show that um, the Joker kind of outsmarts uh, basically even Batman uh, in figuring it out. And Sal is fucking all jokerified. So that's, that's totally pretty, fucked that, up. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty sad. Yeah, and he's a dead body. <laughs> yeah. He's a dead that body. Then, that then blows up. So they showed a dead body. Okay, so... They do allude to, like, off-camera that um, Death. Buzz Bronski dies from a tombstone hitting him and that uh, uh, Chucky Saul dies from a car crash 40 stories up. But they do show you the dead body. And then if he's not dead, if uh, he's just supposed to be paralyzed or whatever, he's, then he explodes <laughs> moments later. He's dead later. now, yeah. No, they, yeah. They showed a f- that's, like, I think the third murder, basically. You know, they've murdered all it the bosses. It is definitely the third murder. I did, though, like in this movie that there was a lot of death. 
So one of the things we've been spending 65 episodes prior to this, like, waiting to see is, like, death. And we've been like, did he die? No. <laughs> did he die? No. And then now see, they're just having fun. So see, we've, like, had, we've had three men die in this. And do you feel happy? Are you happy now? Yeah, you know what? Um, I Are do. I feel it's a little bit more realistic. It makes it, it ups the, the stakes that Batman's like, fuck these people. These are murderers. The, ma- the mask of Phantasm is a murderer. How fast is the mask? Look how fast she is. That yeah, like I don't there's su- some that. supernatural abilities going on. They don't ever explain it. Yeah, well, or she's, she's using some kind disappear. of like Iron Man rockets or something. Well, she's showing her feet run though, and then she she's has showing that it, mist. but they're also showing like uh, smoke around her feet. Yeah, so maybe she's being propelled, and then she just disappears, and then everybody thinks it's Batman. Yeah, the way she disappears, it's just it's even better than a ninja. Mm-hmm. Um. See, in the show, I think they've done a few times where they've had Batman disappear just as easily. And I and obviously, compared to those moments, probably wouldn't be that ridiculous. But the way they've shown Batman disappear so far in this uh, this movie, it's been, you know, realistic to the point where you get to these moments and you're like, yeah, well, she's, a, she's, she's supernatural, essentially. Uh-huh. That's what it seemed like, that there was some sort of uh, something going on. And they never explain it, but... No, they never Just do, theatrics, really. I guess. Just like how she was but changing her voice. It it it's definitely Yeah, it's never explained and it but it is left to you the audience to figure it out because even the way it ends. Yeah, and the way it ends, it's just like you make it, it makes it seem like it's yeah, I guess the you know, Joker always lives, but it's another it's another one of those ones where you're like I guess he should be dead, right? No, not at all. I felt like that was a total. No, because once you see at the very end, Andrea Beaumont lives, then well, she stayed to kill him. But she she didn't kill him. Clearly, they they just escaped instead. The ending is just like this. You know, it's like what? Well, how does she get away? It's ambiguous. <laughs> how does she get away with a person? She's she's holding someone captive, and she escapes through a cloud of smoke. It's a it's. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that they were leading to believe that they were both going to die and not come back. Well, the way Joker laughs, you're like, dude, dude, this is epic. Mm-hmm. Like, Joker's laugh at that end is just, like, missing a tooth and just that fucking howling. Like, he's just like, yeah, this is it. This is it. Bring it on. Like, I'm literally being held by someone who looks like the Grim Reaper, and I'm about to die. He calls, uh, yeah. he calls her the... Ghost of Christmas Future. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's totally. I mean, she definitely looks like that. She's uh, absolutely the ghost one. of Christmas Future for sure. <laughs> or, or what is it? Um, the ghost of Christmas uh, of Christmases. The ghost of Christmases yet to come, I think, is what Dickens wrote. Something like that. Because they didn't have that term yet, the word future, when Dickens wrote it. All right, Mr. Right? Trivia. Isn't that right? I love that you have Bullock in this movie. Now, this Just was interesting. Earlier set up, but now here he is attacking Batman. And so you have, like, even a character arc there for, in this movie, if you've never watched the Batman episode, for a character that's entirely small, but it's fun. There you go, connected. But if you've paid 65 episodes worth of time, you're like, oh, all right, awesome. Get a little origin and a little, you know, payoff. So Batman doesn't have his little uh, hoodie that Bass his little cow. Yeah, it's cowl. I mean, he 
I, he last time when he let his cow go, he had the little hood that still kept his face. Uh, no, mask. oh no, no, not hood. You're, yes, last time he lost his cowl, he took it off when he knew he was probably going to have to lose his cowl to, fuck, what was his name? Josiah Wormwood, I think, or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, He had his Zorro mask on, not a hoodie. And, yes, this time he does not have it on. Well, because he didn't anticipate it. I, he should always anticipate it. That's a lot. Shame on I would overheat. I would overheat doing all this. No, no, no. No, it happens once. It happens again. You should always. Talia has already found out who he was. Exactly. See, Talia, he had no Zoro mask there. So we're moving to the fourth flashback, which, you know, explains the uh, botched engagement leading up to, you know, of course, more hardcore sex uh, with Bruce and Andrea or Andrea on the bed later. But, yeah, you're right. You see... You see, you see all the youngins. You see them all young. You see Salvatore young. You see Buzz young. You see Chucky young. And yes, you see Jack again. Jack smoking a cigarette, and then later on, Salvatore smoking a cigarette too. Yeah, that's what I meant. Dude, could you Getting show sick? this today in a in a well? They show the movie? they show the ramifications. He's then later on coughing and has to use a uh, oxygen. Yeah, but could you still even show it today, even with the ramifications shown? I think could so. Could you still show today, a Peter, guy. a PG film, yeah. a kid's film, a film directed towards children, two men smoking? He's a bad guy. He's not supposed to be someone that's a role model. Yeah. I feel like that bad guy thing's more of like a PG-13 rule, I not a PG rule. No, I, I, don't, I think that's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, they're bad guys. They're smoking cigarettes left and right. As long as they're bad guys. So it's like not that kids want to be like though. I want to be that like that mobster who's Dude, beating up I, the dad. All I ever did was watch these things back in the day, and was like, oh man, I want to, I want to be that mobster. I want to smoke a cigarette. And then you know, immediately after this, you know, you find out, oh, oh, her dad wants her to leave Bruce, and she's <laughs> like, but daddy, I want to marry him, and he's like, no. And then, you know, of course, we, this all leads up to more hardcore sex. Oof. Steve. Yeah. Well, because you're the professional here. Am I? You are. And based on uh, our episode 64, Read My Lips. I don't remember. Uh, Steve, well, you're called Cream Pie Steve. <laughs> Do you think that Bruce came inside Andrea? Um, I'm going to go with... Yes. Look at that. You're you're wild, man. You're you're a fucking wild cat. Oh my god. Wow. Well, we called you cream pie Steve for nothing. <laughs> and then you know what? Guess what happens? Nothing. And then a fifth flashback happens, of course. <laughs> and we find out that Carl was being found dead by Andrea with Jack Napier. You know, of course, leaving the uh, residence immediately afterwards. So she's like, oh, that guy just killed my my daddy, which creates the phantasm. So do you think she knows that Joker is Jack Napier? I think she just. Yeah, because the, no, she should have killed him first. I, I, he's harder to find, I guess. He's always had in the abandoned carnival parks around Gotham. But there's a lot of them. So she was taking her time, and she just got back to town. Uh, and the other guys live very colorful, very loud lives. 
and and it's easier to hunt Chucky Saul down when he's hanging out with his all his goon friends, you know, in bars, or Buzz Bronski walking around in you know cemeteries late at night. I mean, that's where everyone hangs out, you know. So go to those spots, you find them. All right, all right. Of course, how dare you question Andrea Beaumont's fucking thoughts? And you know, leave the best for last, Joker. She probably was leaving Salvatore for last, but then Joker went and killed him. Yeah. Oh, you no, think? she went to go kill she went Salvatore, to go kill him. and he was already dead. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was just leaving Joker for last, that's all. I think, Why not? I don't think she knew who that who uh, that guy was. I don't think she knew that Joker was Jack Napier. She definitely knew. That's why she goes after him in the end. Oh, yeah, Oh, right. or did she? Yeah, she he knew. Kinda goes, yeah, she he kind of goes after her. It's kind of both. I love that after um, Batman yells at her and he comes back later and he sees the photo and he just circles the mouth. <laughs> and he just draws like a little happy face. It's like, oh, I see it now. All right, it's him. He has a pointed nose. You know, when you see that, though, and you get that drawn out for you by Batman, you're like, oh, yeah. I should have seen it, it really the whole is. Time. It's just makeup. It's just makeup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so just easy. makeup and a lack of hat. It's just like Clark Kent and Superman. All he needs to do is uh, put on some glasses and not have his little curl come come down. Well, I I, I find it enjoyable that the uh, final act of this movie takes place on a miniature Gotham City with Batman and Joker. It was a straight up Godzilla. Like there was a totally Godzilla. I loved it. It was a little little. Oh homage. my god. Yeah, I know. Oh my god! Or like, uh, what was the Super Mario cartoon I saw when I was a kid? Coopzilla. Yeah, like <laughs> well, where it was like that. Oh, you know what? It reminded me of too. I remember. So when I saw this back in '93-ish, I guess it would have been '94, maybe I saw this. Um, I had already seen Toys, Robin Williams' oh, yeah. uh, that was, film. Toys. That was kind of fun. I don't think that it was did like '92, well. and that movie ends with. Him and the main bad guy, I think I can't remember who it was. I, it's been oh my god, it's been decades since I've seen that movie. Oh, I don't remember who the bad guy was. I'll have to look that shit up. I have to rewatch that movie. But um, it was him and a bat, the main villain, and they were like battling in a city, and um, it's gonna bug me. I, who the fuck was that bad guy? And they're battling in a city just like this. Who the fuck was that bad guy? I gotta look that up. Who's in fucking toys? Robin Williams. It's definitely Robin Williams. And it's like the Cusacks. Aren't the Cusacks in it? Or one of them yeah, is? Yeah, the Joan? girl, Joan Cusack. Yeah. So anyways, uh, when Artie or whatever this guy's name is gets injected with the Joker toxin, that's some intense fucking Joker mm-hmm. toxin. It is. Oh, for sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I just pulled up the cast list on Wikipedia of toys. Robin Williams plays with Leslie Zevo. Michael Gambon plays Lieutenant General Leland Zevo. That's definitely a villain. Jack Warden plays Old General Zevo. Joan Cusack plays Alastasia Zevo. Robin Wright plays Gwen Tyler. LL Cool J plays Captain Patrick Zevo. 
Donald O'Connor plays Kenneth Zevo. Wait, all these people are Zevos? I don't remember this movie as a kid. I don't remember this movie. I remember there was like toys. There was some kind of weird he was water like a, monster. It was like a toy maker like that. Yeah. Was making all these toys and there was like a there was a corporate takeover that they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, and there was like a water monster at the end and then a giant city battle on a miniature city. Uh, yeah. Everyone's kind of. named Zevo. I don't remember this. What the fuck? Everyone has the last name is Zevo. They're all brothers. Well, They're all family. You gotta watch it, fuck? I guess. I'm gonna have to rewatch that shit. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. That's crazy. It's probably garbage. It's probably like a horrible movie. But I'm like, well, I remember so it didn't. I think it got panned. I don't think it did well. I I remember liking it when I was a kid. You liked it too? Oh yeah. I loved it as a kid. I saw it a bunch too when I was a kid. I remember there was like a, maybe a year or two. I I might have saw it like three or four times. And now that I'm thinking about it and the way television worked back then, the way we used it, and and it must have been on HBO. And I was just watching like reruns of it on HBO, and my and my dad was just putting it on. You were lucky you had HBO. I didn't have HBO growing up. Dude, I was so young. I saw Total Recall. I was blown away by three boobs. I saw that. That shit, I that shit that. blew my mind. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on now? Yeah. Well, anyways, after Batman and Joker battle in this miniature Gotham City, Joker essentially, in that battle, loses a tooth. Batman ends up bleeding from getting fucked up by remote-controlled planes. Like, one of the RC planes, like, cuts his arm... Uh, he ends up getting, like, you know, cut in the face or some shit, too, off camera. But he does this badass cape move where he captures all the planes it was in his pretty cape. Cool. And then slams them down on the ground. I think he's done that before. Yeah, in the toy the toy um, collector episode, right? Yeah, it's something similar where they uh That sounds right. And... So, another good call. Bro. Bruce Tim was the toy collector, wasn't he? I, it was. It might have been the Grey Ghost. That was Bruce Tim. That was the villain. It was uh-huh. played by Bruce Tim, the toy collector. I think his name was. Uh-huh. He actually had a real name. I can't remember what his name was. Let's see if I can find out. Ted. His name was Ted. Steve, when you were in the audience, did everyone freak out? Was everyone like Grey Ghost? <laughs> Grey Ghost. <laughs> Some 40-year-old dude starts screaming <laughs> out, and everyone thought he was a creep, but nobody understood that he was just a nerd. Nope. He was just a nerd. Why is this 40-year-old dude showing up to Crossroads? That's what Steve and I did. Steve and I went to Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie, <laughs> and we were not girls. We were 14. We weren't 40, though. We were, like, 24 <laughs> or something. Oh, no. it was like we, were, we were, like, 19 or something. Yeah, I didn't know you when I was 19. Well, I yeah. Tried. What are you talking about? We started college. I was 18 well, yeah. when I started How college. How old were we? We were 19 or 20. We were 20 or something. I was, we were 20. I think I was 19. We were in our... T- you uh, were 19. Oh, but I was 80, right? Uh, you're probably 20. <laughs> but you were... I was a supple young 14-year-old boy. <laughs> but Ballard, he was 25. Are you, were you born in 81 or 82? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. I'm not going to dox myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, whatever. All right. <laughs> well, then, we won't, <laughs> then we won't settle this. And that ends that but conversation. <laughs> Dude, whatever. 
I like how uh, I like how when Joker's getting the shit beat out of him, he has the option of using the knife or the baloney, the baloney, and he uses the baloney. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So funny. It was funny. Oh, thank you. It was so funny. <laughs> hey. So at the very end, I feel like there's a major plot hole. What's okay? the plot and hole? And I didn't know about this major plot hole. I would never even thought of it until I was told it by the internet. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So the internet. At least tells you admit me, that the internet a, told you. The major plot hole here at the at the internet tells me. Uh-huh. So, the dude that asks Andrea Beaumont at the end on the uh, boat on the cruise liner uh, if she's interested you know, or something, and she like if she wants to be alone, and she's all like, "I am alone," which is just like, "All right, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> like, that was super his exact reaction. He was like, "Okay." uh... Why do you want a cruise? Why do you want a singles cruise? So anyways, he says, oh no, his name is Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N, Ernie, E-A-R-N-Y, Who? Burton Ernie. That's the, th- this is the um, plot the hole? The major plot hole? No, no, the major <laughs> plot hole is not his name is Burton Ernie. <laughs> See, Where did he come from? Say- his name is a Sesame Street character. So, he's apparently a character that was actually tied in throughout the whole film. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. No, he really me? was. He was tied in through the whole film. He was he was a plot character. He was there when <laughs> um the phantasm uh uh forced the uh the uh Chucky Saul to crash the car and he snapped a photo of the phantasm there and it this all of this absolves Bruce Wayne or not Bruce Wayne. All of this absolves Batman from committing the crimes, you know, of killing Chucky Saul, and then apparently, or whatever, killing Buzz Bronski, you know. So they, they, he was cut from the movie because whatever, they, it, it was too much storyline, and they needed to tighten up the movie. And the end, it creates a major plot hole because the very final part of this movie is the bat signal, right, going off. And the town and the police department wanting Batman to come back, right, to help and aid in crime. But he was never absolved or innocent of his crimes. Well, they, they, I felt they never like proved that, that he never killed. And they, you know, they never proved that he never killed anybody. And Phantasm just, you know, uh, just disappears with Joker. She never like answers for the crimes that she committed. I had so, thought that the Joker gave uh, no whatever no, his Steve, name is. No, this is what the police did. This is what the police did based on the storyline that we have in front of us in the movie. They went. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's pretty much what they did. The way that I worked it out in my head was that um, the Joker gave that guy, the guy that had the Joker toxin, the tape showing the mask of Phantasm. That wasn't a tape. That was a camera of Joker watching him, watching uh, the Phantasm show up. So he could just see him, the Phantasm, I thought so he, he taped taped the Phantasm. He's not. He's not. Joker doesn't have like all kinds of forehead what? VHVCRs. No, he's, he has everything. But anyways, that's, that's you're actually you're what right. I thought. No, no, this is what I you're thought. You're right. Joker has a ton of infrastructure. He has an entire <laughs> broadcast team. We've seen this literally in Christmas of the Joker when he puts he, on an entire TV. He show. He can take over airwaves. So like the Joker yeah. is. See, a he puts on TV shows. Yeah, he can do anything. You're right. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, so that's what I thought, at least. But then, you know, I thinking this as I'm ta- telling you right now, he was already uh, um, he already knew that Batman wasn't the mask of Phantasm. So 
Yeah, and I like that. I like that when he's like, he's like, someone's like, I think it was Batman. He's like, no, 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 no. Hey, it's not Batman. I, I know Batman. This is someone different. Yeah, it's cool. That's very awesome. Um, you know what's even more awesome, Steve? What? The end credit song is called "I Never Even Told You," <laughs> and it was written by Sadia Garrett and Uh Oh Glenn Ballard. What? Wow. Do you know what Alfred's uh, biggest fear Fuck is? Fuck you. We're not moving on to Alfred. Okay. And this song, Steve, I Never Even Told You, written by Glenn Ballard mostly. <laughs> it was performed by Tia Carreri. Oh, wow. Now I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. And you know what, Steve? Guess who did the fucking synthesizer score on this song? Michael Ballard? No. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw him in the credits. Who would later to... end up doing the full scores to... Batman begins in the dark night, in the dark night rises. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, it's, that's crazy. Um, the Glenn Ballard's part is really the most crazy part, honestly. Yeah, is it? So, Glenn Ballard, if you're out there and you want to hook up and you got any fresh cool boys. Um, Coke, I want some Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's weed. Whoa. And if you have connections to any uh, drug dealers in uh, Central America, let With, me know, cause I have channels. What is going on? This took a turn. I thought I thought you were sober. By the way, we were uh, having Ballard. <laughs> I that? never said I was sober anymore. I just said I was innocent. Shit. Oh, I I kept thinking they were uh, together. one of the same. <laughs> one of the same. No, as soon as I was innocent, I did a whole bunch of drugs. And yeah. got loaded because it was fun because I was celebrating. So what's your favorite drug? Yeah, I have to think about it. Yeah, I got to think about it. Sex. <laughs> okay. I like how I like how Batman is fucking beaten. He's bleeding. He's bleeding from his mask. So want to hear the original idea for uh, this movie before they decided it was a bonkers idea and they couldn't make it into the movie? Something about Arkham? Yeah, it was the trial episode that we're going to get in season two. We'll get there. We'll get into it more later, obviously, when we get to that episode. But that episode was the uh, original concept of the movie. And there was one reason they didn't like it that I actually agreed with. And then a couple reasons that I thought were stupid. Um, the reasons I thought were stupid was like they thought it was too heady for kids to care about. The idea of these villains explaining to Batman how they were turned into the creatures that he didn't want to fight or whatever. You know what I mean? That whole thing, the monsters and all that stuff, look into the abyss. But um, uh, the real the real reason that the uh, executives didn't want to make it into a movie that I was like, holy shit, this makes sense, is that Batman being on trial an entire movie immobilizes the main character too much. And it doesn't make for an interesting storyline over that long period of time. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would be lame. Over an hour and 16 minutes having Batman sitting in a chair, that would be fucking lame. I think you're right. And then the only other thing I found um, trivia-wise I thought was interesting was that um, the toy line for this uh, movie, when they released it, it was by Kenner, right? Star Wars. They released an action figure of the Phantasm <laughs> with the packaging, right? Showing an unmasked phantasm. Oh, wow. So they totally spoiled the movie with the toy. Like, you always hear that. 
like you know the toy line spoils they the movie. always it, for they Star always Wars do. they always look for they the always do Marvel Wars, they've spoiled yeah. movies for Marvel they've spoiled movies for DC mm-hmm. they've spoiled movies for lots of things but holy shit <laughs> to show the fact that it's a woman with red hair underneath the phantasm mask it's just a complete spoiler to that movie a lot of times they're not kids aren't going after the toys. It's like people are if they're looking for spoilers, they're going to figure that out. But like, and at that time, it's probably that probably really didn't affect that many people. Oh, and a bigger spoiler to the movie also was released as a toy. Uh, a bigger spoiler for Batman and Mask of the Phantasm was there was a Joker toy released with a jetpack. Nah. that's also not like a big spoiler either. Nah, that's a major spoiler. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Joker's got a jetpack in his movie? That make you want oh, to watch it. It's ruined. It's fucking ruined. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I want to see that. I want to get into our boys. Steve, I'll go first. All right. Unprecedent. Unprecedent. Oh, no. Okay. What that means, Steve, essentially is that this has never happened before. Oh, I don't believe it. Okay. Um, On Batman to Beyond, I have never given a single episode in the history of the show. Uh, anything more than a five out of five boys. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was the max. That's the max. It's 100%. You can't go more than that. But uh-huh. somehow, somehow, Batman Mask of the Phantasm has. It is a six out of five boys movie. It is a six out of five boys representation of Batman. It is a six out of five boys representation of the Joker. It is fantastic writing. It is fantastic storytelling. I don't care if you can tell. It's slightly Andrea Beaumont early on, who's the phantasm. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Now, to put this into perspective, I just want to be clear. If there is a room, and there are five boys in that room. Oh, gosh. Five, five whole boys. Uh-huh. And, and I had to pick how many of those boys I wanted to fuck. <laughs> I actually would have to call in a sixth boy into the room. To make sure I hit all six boys up out of the five boys. Steve, <laughs> how many boys in this room are you fucking? Oh, wow. You have to put it that way. I thought it was like this sort of more sort of uh, figurative idea like of like stars and cool boys. I didn't think we were talking about like fucking boys and um, yeah. whatnot. But I'd say ten. Ten out of five boys. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, you're like each boy in this room. Call a friend to come over. Double it up. That's what I'm saying. You know, like this oh my is god, fucking, this is and the twins. <laughs> this is a double double yard enjoyment. This is like probably one of the best movies. You, I see synthesis Hans Zimmer. Not um, you know, this is what one of the best uh, representations I think of Batman on screen. It was, it was until Batman Begins came out. I I I did think of this as my favorite version of Joker until I saw Heath Ledger. It's one and then of I the, think Heath Ledger beat yeah. it. Be honest, I, I, but I always looked at Mark Hamill as always the epitome of, you know, of outside the comic book. I always thought of Mark Hamill as the perfect version of Joker. His voice, you mean? His voice, yeah, and the way they animate him. It's just like it's the perfect embodiment of what I think Joker would sound like. When I read Batman comics, I think I do mostly Mark Hamill in my head. Uh-huh. And I do Kevin Conroy, I think, actually, mm-hmm. in my head, too, for mm-hmm. Batman. And I do Burt Ward, though. Mm-hmm. I do Burt Ward for Robin. Wow. Great 
cinematic bat stuff, Steve. Don't forget to donate to the Patreon. Do don't donate. Don't do it if this helps his drugs. <laughs> this supports his drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do like a hardcore laugh. <laughs> now, now you're just hurt. You hurt it. Yeah, it just hurts. Cool boy, Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Batman Mask of the Phantasm or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond coolboys at gmail.com new episodes come out every tuesday also please check out our other great cool boy central content with the cool boys podcast on itunes soundcloud google play and patreon also donate to us on patreon it only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air you can find the cool boys on patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast Stay cool, cool boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bat Bizies from Cinematic Bat Ballard. It's Bizies from Bat Steve. Oh, we're back, Steve. And I ain't, and I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh.